Welcome to Married by Design, the ups and downs of life, challenges and heartaches that throw us off, and how to avoid the waves. That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design and the second episode in the series that we've entitled Spiritual Depression. So many people are struggling with discouragement and depression these days. It's all over the news. No doubt you know somebody depressed or you struggle with depression yourself. That's why we wanted to address this issue of depression, to encourage you as a couple to lift each other up when one is down. You may also have opportunities, if you open your eyes to people around you, that you can encourage and counsel and pray for. Depression is not unique to marriages, obviously, but we do believe that God puts us together as husband and wife to encourage each other and to minister to others as we have those opportunities. We looked last week at the struggles of someone who is depressed and also looked at the causes. We pointed out that in this series, we're focusing on the spiritual aspect of depression. That's right. We're not doctors and we're not making medical diagnosis or making comments on treatment or medication. Those things can be left to the doctors. But we have quite a bit to say about our spiritual lives and the way that we can become depressed The Bible has a lot to say about spiritual depression and how to overcome it. It's not always an easy task to overcome depression. Because of a number of factors that may be involved, it may be something that is deeply ingrained and will take some time to manage. And what we want to do is just lay out some suggestions from Scripture to guide you in looking at your own heart and understanding better how to deal with discouragement and depression. There's so many verses that talk about this issue of depression. What we decided to do was to focus on one passage. What we're going to do in the series is walk through the passage slowly and look at the different aspects of how depression arises and how we can combat it. Along the way, we'll bring in a lot of other cross-references to put some meat on the bones. The main passage we're going to focus on in this series is 1 Kings chapter 19. This passage is all about the prophet Elijah, and the struggles that he had. There's just a ton of things that we can learn in this passage that I think God wants us to understand about coping with this very difficult issue. As for your homework later on, we're going to encourage you to start to read this chapter in 1 Kings chapter 19. Read through it slowly and let it soak in and begin to ask questions, like what are the things that I could learn about depression from this passage? That's a great thing to do because you can prime your heart to the truth that God is going to lay out for us. In fact, if you've not read the passage and are not familiar with it, we would encourage you to pause this episode right now and take the time to read 1 Kings chapter 19. We're not going to take the time to read it during the podcast so that we can focus on the principles and the truth. So let's jump into it. One of the first things that we see both in chapter 18 and in the first part of chapter 19 is the ups and downs of Elijah. He was so incredibly bold and courageous in chapter 18. Elijah was a prophet of God who had a calling on his life. He was a deeply spiritual man and was close to the Lord. And yet we see in these chapters that Elijah had ups and downs in his life, spiritual and emotional times of highs and lows. Yeah, he was an incredible man. Uh, Chapter 18 and verse 17, when Ahab said to him, 
Is it you, you troubler of Israel? Elijah responded, I have not troubled Israel, but you have, and your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the Baals. Elijah was bold, courageous, and greatly used by God. It seemed like nothing could stop him. He challenged the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. You see that in verse 20 through 40. How bold and courageous he was. How filled with faith. It seems like nothing could stop him. God answered his request and sent fire down in verse 38. Even as you go on in the chapter, in verse 46, it says that the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. He gathered up his garment and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Have you ever felt like that? Everything is going great. You have a great day or a great week or a great month. You can sense God's presence, his direction in your life. But notice a downturn in chapter 19. Just a very short time later, it says in verse 3, that Elijah was afraid and he rose and ran for his life. In verse 4, he asked that he might die. This is so refreshing. This is why the Bible is so encouraging. We see this great man of God and yet the transparency of seeing his ups and his downs, the heights and the depths. This is where the first application comes in. Do you see in yourself the same ups and downs? You seem on cloud nine and then some event occurs and you're dashed on the rocks. Somebody says something or something occurs that sends you down into the depths. Well, it happens to all of us. For the person who is really struggling with depression, the low points are very low and difficult to get out of. They may seem almost impossible to get out of. I think one of the things that we need to do is recognize those ups and downs and try to manage our emotions and heart. I think that if the person who is depressed begins to do this, they can have a sense of some help along the way to try to manage their heart and their emotions. If you've been ever been on a ship on the sea, you know the ups and downs of the sea and the sickness you can get from all that motion. Wouldn't it be a lot better to be on a ship that would cut through the deep waves rather than a small boat that takes you up and down? That's what we need to begin to do in our lives, to cut through the ups and downs of our emotions, to work towards a steadiness and a consistency in our thinking and our hearts. Well, looking at it another way, we need shocks or struts in our life. Shock absorbers or struts on a car are what absorb the bumps on the road and minimize the effect of those bumps. You know how important shocks are when you see that they start to wear out. Then you can feel every bump. But with really good shock absorbers or struts, your drive is a lot smoother. So let's look at how to build in the shock absorbers in your life. That is, when the road that you're riding on is quite bumpy and rocky and has a lot of potholes. What can you do to make your life smoother and avoid the downturns and troughs? The first thing that we suggest is the Word. Do you have a habit of being in the Word every day? The idea of having a quiet time is essential for developing that stability in your faith. I'm amazed when I find myself reading the Word every day and thinking about it. It gives me a strength. The Word puts life in perspective and settles down my heart. It reminds me about God's control over my life and handling things the way that He would want me to. It says that the Word is living and active. God's Spirit uses His Word in our lives to change us and to help us see things from His perspective. His Word reminds us of His truth and His promises. 
I see that while I'm in the Word, I have the ability to cope with the challenges that life presents. It puts spiritual gas in my tank, so I'm able to keep going and handle the issues of life. Two weeks ago on our Resolutions episode, we talked about the goal of getting in the Word every day. Maybe you should make a resolution of reading through the Bible in a year. I challenge you to think about that and commit to it as a way to bring stability to your emotions and your life. I think the second thing that can bring some stability to our life and prevent the ups and downs is prayer. We think that we have to handle the issues that we face alone, and it causes a great amount of stress and turmoil. When you have a habit of prayer, you are giving your concerns and frustrations to the Lord. In prayer, you are leaving those in His hands and trusting that He will work them out in the way that He wants. Prayer is a great way to work through the concerns and anxieties of life. That's right. The Christian who prays consistently is leaving those things in God's hands. Without all that turmoil and stress that you're focusing on, you're better able to focus on the task before you and the things that you can work on. It says in the Bible that we should commit our way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. When you commit your way to the Lord in prayer, you are trusting in Him and looking to Him to act. I think it's also important sometimes to take a deep breath and reflect before you react. The reaction is part of the ups and downs of the waves. That's what makes you seasick. This is what Elijah didn't do. Rather than taking a deep breath and thinking about God and His promises, he reacted in fear and ran. Rather than putting the threat of Jezebel in the context of his faith in a great God, he let his mind get away from him. This is a common problem that leads to great despair. Our mind can race out of control and go to the worst possible scenario. Elijah had forgotten the victory that he had just had in the previous chapter. He forgot how great God was and how God was right there with him, answering him and helping him. Instead of thinking of those things, he let his mind run off and he ended up in despair and contemplating suicide. This is what happens when we overthink things. It is so easy to take a situation that we face in our life, some difficulty or trial, and create our own alternate reality that excludes God. We think about it and it becomes like a snowball rolling downhill that gets bigger and bigger until it's enormous. At that point, the problem becomes so big that we fall into despair and give up. This can be part of what it is to be in depression. At that point, we see no way out and we feel alone and isolated. We feel like we're beyond rescue and we're trapped and have no solutions. We will look at this issue again as we go through 1 Kings 19, but for now, we just want to point out the heights that Elijah was at and how quickly he went down into the depths of despair because of his overthinking what he was facing, and he did not manage his thoughts. So the question is, what can we do when we're in a situation like Elijah to even out the waves and not fall into a deep trough? This connects the idea of prayer and the Word of God. What Elijah could have done and what we should do is get our mental bearings to escape the downward spiral toward despair. We have to bring ourselves back to thinking in terms of the biblical truths that God has shown to us. This is where your spouse may come in to help you get perspective of a, like a good friend. You may feel like you're riding on a roller coaster and out of control. When you're riding on a steep roller coaster, you certainly can have that fear, but you can fail to remember that the roller coaster is on a track and is being controlled. 
Elijah just saw that the Lord is in control of everything in chapter 18. Elijah saw that God can overcome anything and he can do incredible things in any situation. The Lord is the one that answers with fire. You have to begin to lock the truth in your mind by repeated reading of his word and prayer. Once the truth is clear, it will help guard you from falling into despair. The last thing that we would suggest here is to become other-oriented. Not only did Elijah lose sight of God, but he became wrapped up in his own situation. He was so captivated by the threats of Jezebel that he lost sight of his calling from God to be a prophet to all the peoples. Elijah faced dangers and threats as a prophet of God. He accepted all that difficulty because he was called by God to give a message as the prophet of God. A prophet forgets about himself and is in it for the Lord and for those he is sent to. When we find ourselves despairing and leading into depression, it's often because we've been focusing on ourselves, our struggles, our fears, and our challenges, as well as our failures. And when you begin to turn your eyes away from yourself and turn your eyes back to the Lord and to other people, you can find that struggle begins to dissipate. We'll see that later on in this chapter when the Lord brings Elijah's focus back onto his ministry and reproducing himself and others. Paul is a great example of this in the book of Philippians. He was in jail, possibly facing death, sidelined from what he wanted to do. That could have been depressing, but you see in that letter that he was so oriented toward Jesus Christ and his death for him, as well as the needs of the Philippians, it is a truly inspiring example for us to follow. I think the focus on others is part of what kept him out of despair and depression. Again, we want to emphasize here that we are looking at spiritual depression. There are spiritual issues that may need to be addressed. If there are other aspects, including physical problems, that are contributing to the struggles, you need to check those out with the doctor. Well, that's enough for this week. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to sit down as a couple and discuss the ups and downs of your life. How do you react to the challenges that you faced? How should you react and how should you address them? Well, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you have created us, that you watch over us, that you have created our emotions, and yet, Father, we see at times ups and downs of the things that we face, how it can lift us up to uh, have good experiences and drag us down when things are hard. Father, I pray that you would help us to see how to manage those things through your word and prayer and committing to you and, and trusting you, Father, those simple things that are part of managing those things. So we just ask for your strength in doing that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. We want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. And you can share the link with your friends and others so that they know about it too. We would greatly appreciate. If you have questions, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Next week in our podcast, we're going to be looking at a trigger that can send you down into depression. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm-hmm.